and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, and my co-host Justin Baker and I here for yet another episode of Overtime Hockey Talk. Give the people what they want. Hey, uh, we understand that it has been a whole week. Uh, basically, what happened? Justin went and got destroyed via the whiskey. It was delicious on the uh, old Bourbon Trail, and I was too lazy to do an episode by myself. And who could blame you? I mean. You Without know, this just, beautiful face here, I'd why would you? I don't have any other friends. <laughs> not one. Oh. Wah, wah, yeah. Definitely wah. not one that I could be like, hey, want to come be on a talk about hockey? There you go. I went to a wing, the Wings game last night, actually. Did you? Wings, Carolina. You left that one out. Yeah. Uh, and the people that I went with, like, they actually, they're like, yeah, I really like hockey, but they have, they like to watch hockey. Oh. They don't actually know who anybody is. Like they're like, oh yeah, I mean that uh, that Bertuzzi guy. He's 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 kind of like our enforcer, right? I'm like, oh, good grief! I mean, no, not <laughs> not really. Like no. he's just, yeah, he's got no tooth in the front, so that definitely makes him look like he's got something something going <laughs> on. But uh, yeah, no, not really an enforcer. Although, and then there were three scrums last night, like pretty decent scrums for you know for the National Hockey League nowadays. Uh, and everyone's like, I can't believe we got to see three fights. It was like, no, we didn't see any fights. <laughs> Where they just tug at the we jerseys. Saw, and- we saw like four roughing penalties. Right. <laughs> no, they were not fights. They were shaking down or like l- larking laying on top of a guy. That was that was about what we saw. But uh, it was actually really fun. You know, get to see uh, old the old geekster down there for Carolina. Oh, yeah, geeky, yeah. Scored his third goal. And uh, Sebastian Ajo is just disgusting. He's so good. It felt like he did nothing all game, and then he just he scores a goal nonchalantly, the last goal in the power play. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was fun to see him live. I actually haven't – I don't think I've seen him live before because I don't really – Sebastian Ajo? I don't really make a habit to go to Carolina Hurricanes games live. So Well, up until maybe last year, they weren't really worth going to. True. So. And, uh, you know, tickets for the Red Wings are very cheap right now. Oh, very historically cheap. cheap. Like there were $5 (laughs) tickets. The only reason we bought the $15 ones was because we had a group of 10 go. So we needed to find some that were like row to row, kind of front and back. Oh, so you didn't do like five and five and front. We we did. We did like five in one row and then five or four and six or something like that. And it was, we had great seats, like second row in the second level. So they were. Oh, beautiful. And right at one of the team's blue line. So it was, it was great seats. Uh, and then we ended up in the Belfour suite. So beautiful. <laughs> Somebody was with us like, hey, my uncle's in the suite down there. He's a president of something, something. They're like, okay. And he just got us all guest passes. And we went down to the suite and ate brisket. Gorgeous. And for those who are listening who maybe don't know, the Belfour suite is an actual company and not referring to Eddie Belfour. True. No, it was, it was Eddie Belfour's suite. Wait, really? No, no it was. It's the company <laughs> Belfour. Like, why would he if buy your a house suite ever, for Detroit? <laughs> if your house ever floods, you'll probably know who Belfour is. Uh, okay, well, on today's show, wow, that, that was like the longest we've ever just bantered. Opening so, monologue. It's a, it's a new, great. It's a new day. Uh, so on today's show, we, we really just want to take a look at the playoff picture and talk about all the teams that are currently still in the playoff picture and kind of determine where we think they'll end up if they'll end up in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, and depending on you know where, where they finish, what kind of chances they have at making a little run at this. Uh, with about 10 games on average, I'd say, teams have remaining, uh, now is the time to really start considering who you're going to play in the first round. I think a lot of these teams, there are several that pretty much it's a lock who they're going to play in the first round or maybe between two teams. So I think we've uh, we've got 
some good projections here. So let's start in the Western Conference. Uh, we're going to start with the teams far enough away to where it's unlikely they'll make the playoffs, but they still have a shot, uh, at least with Arizona. They're you know still four points out. Uh, other than that, everybody's either tied or one point back. So uh, Arizona Coyotes, any hope for the playoffs? No. Honestly, with 10 games left, they really haven't shown much sign of life. They've lost two in a row here. Um, and, you know, five and five the last 10. Honestly, when you look at the teams in front of them, that's what worries me more for Arizona rather than maybe their lack of, you know, scoring that they have right now because you've got Minnesota who's making a push, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Nashville. All these teams are fighting and showing signs of life where Arizona just looks like a straight-up dud. Yeah, so if you if you consider the four team, the three teams right now that have 78 points, that's Nashville, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Uh, of course, that could change by the time you're listening to this. They might have a couple more, but in general, what you're looking at, let's say all those teams go five and five. Let's say all of them include, and then Minnesota also five and five. So we end up with a bunch of teams with 88 points, which is still very unlikely that all those teams only go 500. Right. So that's 88 points. Now Arizona has to win. Uh, I'm sorry. They have they have uh, 13 games left. So if they go 500, it's like six and six. So they end up with let's say like 92 points. Just because of you're sure that some of those are probably going to be in overtime. So let's say like 92 points is kind of what the the threshold is. Arizona would need to win nine of their last 12 games to hit 92 points. That's to me incredibly unlikely. It's also incredibly unlikely that Nashville, Vancouver, Winnipeg, and Minnesota all go basically 500 the rest of the year. Right. You're going to need some help. And frankly, they're going to need Darcy Kemper to steal every freaking well, game. I mean, they, they, they almost need to win. I mean, if they won, if they won out, that'd be 98 points. Uh, so that, that would definitely be enough to get them in. Uh, but I think probably 90, it's probably more like 94 points is the threshold. Like 94 points in the West will probably get you in. Yeah, likely. And I mean, you look at the team ahead of them, Minnesota, right? They've gone seven and three in their last 10. That's pretty miraculous for the team we're looking at. And so you think even if Arizona can do that, that's going to be miraculous as well. But that might not even be good enough at this point. So right. no, it won't. It won't be good enough yet. Yeah. They're going to have to go at minimum 10 and two the remaining of the way or eight, two and two, something like that. Which, so fork them and then bye bye Taylor Hall. Yep. Uh, Minnesota uh, with just one point back, they've got a game. In, well, They've got a game in hand on Winnipeg, who they're trailing, but also on Vancouver, the same amount of games played. Uh, Minnesota has just been, they kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, the trade deadline came, and they, uh, they for the most part, stayed put, didn't decide to deal any of their, their real big names other than Jason Zucker, of course. Uh, somehow without Zucker, they continue to score, and they, they surprisingly, the Minnesota Wild, are one of the higher scoring teams in the league. I mean, That's shocking considering when you look at their their leading point getter, who's Kevin Fiala with 54 points, right? Yeah. I mean... They've just done it by committee. Absolutely. They got a lot of... I mean, Zach Parise is their leading goal scorer with 25 goals, right? So we look at all these other teams like Edmonton, who's got you know a 50-goal scorer with Leon Dreisaitl and, and Pasternak up there close to 50 and you know, so on and so forth. Right. They, Edmonton has three more goals than Minnesota, and they've played one more game, so it's likely to think they've got about the same amount of production yeah. well that's the thing so you're getting production from your third and fourth line where you know maybe these other top tier teams are relying too heavily on their first two lines yeah uh it, it'll be i still think it'll be very difficult for them to get in especially the way that they've played on the road 
at this point, they've got seven home games left and eight road games. Uh, seven, no, seven. I'm sorry. Six and seven. Six home games, seven away. They've 16, 16, and two away. That doesn't bode well. I mean, then you basically have to go and sweep at home the way they've been playing on the road. Uh, I just look at the teams ahead of them and think, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. Plus, there hasn't been a lot of pressure on this team. All of a sudden, you're in the playoff chase. This is where you find out what what a team is made out of, and usually, they crumble. Like you go, you tip back down because teams go, oh, we need to get up for this game. You know? I, yeah, this is a situation where you got a lot of guys in Minnesota. I think maybe playing for jobs next season, right? Where you're saying, okay, Bill Guerin, don't trade me in the off season. I'm worth keeping around. And you know, let's let's not forget. A guy named Kevin Fiala has just been on fire, I think, since, gosh, I can't remember what the stat was, since, like, January. He's been the hottest goal scorer in the NHL. I mean, and he's only got, like, 24 goals. It's not even, like, a, a crazy amount of goals either. So It is um, crazy how the the first half of the season, how goal scoring is so much more freewheeling, and then you start to get closer and closer to the playoffs, how everything just squeezes it's mm-hmm. a little tighter. More one-goal games, lower-scoring games. Like Teams are not as willing to just freewheel. And I wonder what would happen. And maybe it's a psychological thing, but what would happen if you were able to just keep that all year long? <laughs> well, I guess that's the Dallas Stars. Oh, right? that's okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Minnesota actually, I mean, they they do have some huge games coming up. Uh, or sorry, not, not Minnesota. Um, I'm looking ahead. Winnipeg. Yeah. I'm moving ahead. Let's move ahead. Okay. Let's We're do it. Ahead. Minnesota's out. Do you think Minnesota's out? Okay. Yeah, so Winnipeg, really, I think we're about to find out here in the next two weeks if they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to take on the Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks, and then they have a little little Florida comes to visit. Then they go Minnesota, Dallas, Nashville, Colorado, and they'll play the Flames again. So they've I got mean, a lot of Pacific games, but a lot of, of four-point games. games. Right. Yes. When you're playing guys, you're battling for the, the wild card spot. I mean, it, and mainly you're looking, I mean, you know, they're, uh, they're what? They're two points back or one point back at Calgary. They're going to play them twice more this month. They're going to play Edmonton, who they're, I mean, Edmonton, they're trailing by a decent amount. I don't expect them to overtake Edmonton, but still a big game within the division. And then you've got Vancouver, who you're tied with. And you're going to get to play them in a week. Minnesota, who's just trailing you, you're going to play them. Like There are some big games coming up for Winnipeg. Essentially, I think we're going to get to March 21st and be able to know, is this Winnipeg team in the playoffs or not? Yeah, and I, I'm a, I still think Winnipeg's got enough left in the tank, even though the teams ahead of them in the wild card, Vancouver, Nashville, right? These teams all have a, a game in hand, but to me, I look at the play – their forward group, right? I, to me, when I look at Nashville, Vancouver, Vancouver, maybe they're they're getting a little bit more balance out of their forward group with Brock Besser being back and Tyler Toffoli playing well, right? But Nashville, maybe not as much, you know, forward scoring as maybe I, I would have faith in as Winnipeg to do. But when I look at the back end, right, I look at what Winnipeg has in net. Hall- or Hellebuck has been fantastic this yep. season. Uh, to me, he right now he might be my Vesna front runner. Between him and Tuka Rask. He's been your Vesna front runner since you for were, like three years. Since he was five years old. Yeah. <laughs> but he's gonna win one, damn Those it. Pictures of him when he was five are weird. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um yeah, but I just I like 
Winnipeg to to kind of beat out some of these other teams here, especially maybe Vancouver, in my opinion. Um, it would I, be pretty tragic as a Canucks fan for them to be where they were like first two place months ago, in the division, and, to go and miss the playoffs after such an explosive year from Quentin Hughes and another great year from Elias Pettersson. Brock Besser still can't stay healthy all year long. But they I really will, miss him when he's gone. Oh, absolutely. And I will say, Jacob Markstrom's got to be licking his chops at this this free fall without him because he's like, oh man, Vancouver's going to pay me more money now because of how valuable I was to this team. Yeah, they were in first place when he was there, and then started slipping when he fell out. I mean, no, not knock on you know Demko, he's been playing okay, but like he's not playing at you know Markstrom's level of of quality starts. And I again, I, I think when you look at the goaltending, when you look at the forward group, I think I. I'm a little bit more confident in saying that Winnipeg would make a wild card spot. Markstrom's got some uh, some comparisons to Devin Dubnik in Edmonton, where like in you know he was so so highly touted in Edmonton. Dubnik was. Yep. He played. He wasn't great. He wasn't great. He wasn't great. And finally, Edmonton goes, "Forget this. Like we're done. We're trading you." They trade him, and then all of a sudden, it was, "Wait, what did we just do?" <laughs> and Edmonton's been looking for a goalie ever since. Ever since. And they thought Cam Talbot was the answer. He was for about, you know, 60 games. And uh, Vancouver held on to Jacob Markstrom. And, well, I I won't say that he's Dubnik, you know, a guy who was like a Vesna candidate at some some points. It's not Uh, his net right now in Minnesota. He definitely has... Well, Dubnik is, you know, this is... Well, no, I mean... He's yeah. he's kind of come to come in age, but uh, Markstrom and hanging on to him and staying with him has really paid off for Vancouver. And I, I think... Ultimately, he'll he'll resign in Vancouver. I mean, goalies goalies just don't get the same kind of payday that other players do. No, and I think when you when you look around the league too, I think especially this offseason, given what happened with Bobrovsky taking that big you know paycheck and now and just bombing, faltering, yeah, yeah, it's like teams are going to be scared off you yep. know from paying guys top dollars. So yeah, he'll be at best least to for more in. than a season or two, right? It so just, he'll be best to to hang out in Vancouver for yeah. sure. But uh, okay, well, I guess. Segway. We've got Vancouver, Winnipeg, Nashville, all tied with 78 points. Out of those three teams, who is the, you know, or maybe you think Minnesota squeaks in. Didn't sound like it, though. Out of those three teams, which one do you have going? Well, I definitely like Winnipeg making the wild card. Uh, again, I, I like what they have up front in their forward group. I think it's it, it can, you know, catch fire at any given point and just be completely dangerous when they can roll, you know, two or three lines. I think the other night, too, Cody Eakin finally got his first goals Winnipeg Jet, which was great. There you go. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, with, with that said, Winnipeg would be my lock out of those three to go. However, I, I'm starting to get a little worried about the teams ahead of them, maybe in the standings, and we'll, we'll get to them in a minute, but... Um, you know, if I had to pick a second one, maybe Nashville, you know, right behind. Because, again, I, I Winnipeg, you know, beginning of the season, I don't think anybody really picked them to make the playoffs. I thought we all thought they were going to be a bubble team, and they're exactly where we thought they were, right on the cusp. And They just what? struggled so much in early on that that's what's killed them. Sure. Like, ultimately, if they had played the way that they've been playing since January, they, they would probably be securely in a playoff spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean – Either way, you still look at this as a, a great leap forward. So next year, right, you've got all these these players coming back with your, you know, you know. Hopefully, you can get some of these, you know, free agents resigned. But you basically bring back the same group of people. Well, and, and now you and can you make have, strides, and you actually have money under the cap with right. Dustin Bufflin being his. You know, he'll be gone and off. There. Well, no, no, no. We're talking about Vancouver here, but Winnipeg. Oh, yeah, Vancouver, that's that's yeah, another yeah. story too. Yeah, so his cap money off the book too. That's going to help Winnipeg, but. 
you know, maybe they go out and make a play for, you know, Alex Pietrangelo, but we'll see. Uh, okay, so you're going Nashville, Winnipeg. Yeah, if I had to pick teams. a couple wild cards teams, that would be me. I'll say if I, I'm just gonna say who I'm rooting for. Okay, I'm rooting for a Vancouver and a Winnipeg and Winnipeg to make the playoffs. Now, I just think it's better when those teams are in the playoffs. And Vancouver hasn't been in the playoffs in a while. Winnipeg, I think, has something to prove. I, I'd like if I'm, you know, who would you're either probably looking at probably St. Louis or Vegas would play one of those two teams. And I think out of those three teams, Winnipeg's probably the team you don't want to play. Oh, absolutely. You, you know that they, they have the playoff experience. They've got those guys, like you have a guy like Shifley, really Blake Wheeler. Like You've got some leaders in the locker room that uh, come playoff time are going to be extra special, and you know it. Whereas with Vancouver, you definitely look at them. I kind of see uh, New Jersey two years ago squeaking into the playoffs kind of like making this awesome run granted i think they have more high-end talent although new jersey had taylor hall so uh pretty similar though like some veterans a mix of veterans and and younger players they squeak into the playoffs but ultimately you run up against such a good team you have no playoff experience you maybe win a game or two but that's there's no danger of you winning no and, and that's great for vancouver too right you get in even if you lose a series you know only winning one or two games, you still get that experience, which is great for your growth and development. However, I, I will say to kind of add to your point, Vancouver would be a great team to see in there over a team like Nashville because I I love the flashiness of like Elias Pettersson and yes. Tyler Tufoli. That would just be fun to watch. And are we kind of uh, bored on Nashville now? I'm getting bored on Nashville because one they can't right? score. Well, yeah, they they can't score. Uh, Philip Forsberg disappoints me every year in the ter- in the sense that he's not like. I'm waiting for him to bust out like a 90, 100 point season. Mm-hmm. And Duchesne's look, you know, below average this year. And same with Johansson. So, um, again, you've, you've got guys that are just been subpar for Nashville, but they've been getting it done by committee and, um, you know, good goaltending. So we'll see, um, we'll see what they can do down the stretch. Maybe they catch fire and prove me wrong. Yeah. Um, the only other team I think that's currently in a divisional playoff position, meaning the top three in their division that has any risk of falling would be Calgary. Right. My, like, the team I picked last last show for a potential fallout, right? A team that has really struggled to score, two, only 210 goals uh, so far this yeah, year. Yeah, Monaghan, Goudreau, these guys all look you know, like they were two years ago. right? They definitely aren't those point-per-game guys they were last year where everybody had those you know, career years, like we, you, you know, you've mentioned that many of times. And, um, you know, Mike Smith has been, he's been fine. Well, uh, Mike, Mike I'm sorry, Smith Cam is, Talbot has been fine. He's like, <laughs> not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Mike, uh, Cam, I almost said it again. Cam Talbot has been fine. He hasn't been like, I, I don't think he's been the guy to challenge David Riddick yet. And David Riddick certainly hasn't been a guy who's, you know, he's been given every opportunity. They want him so badly to be their number one, but he just hasn't grabbed it and ran with it yet. And I think, you know, when you look at his numbers, right, I think he's got just above a 900 save percentage, almost a three goals against average. And, you know, with what they have on the back end there in, in Calgary and, you know, the firepower they should have up front, it's just not getting it done. Yeah, it's not so concerning that they're letting in goals because I just think that that's, that's generally how it's been. Like They've been a little porous defensively because their defenders are so offensively minded which is fine when they're scoring uh but when you're basically other than the dallas stars the lowest scoring team in the playoffs right now uh you're you're probably in trouble 
So that's uh, yeah. We saw that with the Islanders last year, right? You they couldn't score goals, and it didn't really work out too well for them. They are six three and one in their last ten, so they've been playing well enough to where they probably won't fall out here. You know, they have to get jumped by three teams, which is unlikely. Right. I, I think even if they go five hundred down the stretch, they can still squeak in, which will be okay. And I think, Ooh. yeah, you know, five hundred would get them sixty or ninety one points they were 500 okay it's crazy though it is very possible that somebody in the in the west could end up with like 90 points and make the playoffs somehow like maybe 90 i i still think 94 is your sweet spot but you know maybe it ends up being 92 points hmm. i don't know the last time a team made the playoffs with 92 points that's a good question don't have to look that up uh <laughs> the edmonton oilers team that uh has I mean, I, I think that they've surprised us, but at the same time, this is what we've expected them to be able to do with with such high-end talent that it was like, this team should be in the playoffs just based off Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and that's that. As long as they can get average goaltending, which they finally have been. Mike Smith, actually on the Edmonton Oilers, <laughs> yeah. uh, he has been fine. Like, Yeah, he's been good. He's been good yeah, enough. Good enough. And that's... Uh, that's kind of that. The Oilers, to me, are going to be a team to watch come playoff time just because you really don't, like, I don't think that the, that there's any team in the league that you would say, no, no chance, they're going to roll over Edmonton. Edmonton doesn't, doesn't stand a chance. Like, it's Connor McDavid. You don't know what's going to happen. So I think they maybe are the most intriguing team in the West because they could win the West. Yeah. They could surprise everyone and win the West. I but at the that. same time, they could get swept <laughs> in the first round, and I still wouldn't be surprised. Like either way, sure. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I get it because, like you said, you know, when you have Drysaddle and McDavid out there, you never know what could happen, right? But at the same time, on the flip side, it could end up happening where you have to depend so much on your depth scoring. And right now, I mean, let's face it, Anthony say, you know, Andre Anthony say was look pedestrian. Tyler Ennis has been okay. Uh, yeah, their their moves, other than that one game where Ennis looked at me, like the very first game. <laughs> right. <laughs> they both look great, but then they've kind of come back down to earth, and they're kind of the players they have been all season. So, um, you know, the big question is, I, I would think at this point, they might go with Koskinen in the playoffs, but you kind of have questions in goal, right? So they make the playoffs. Koskinen unproven in the playoffs. You haven't really seen what he can do. Mike Smith, the more reliable veteran guy who actually looked pretty good for Calgary last time in the playoffs. So... Maybe they go to him. I don't know, but I do think there is a chance that Edmonton makes a run at the division title, though. Oh, I I absolutely agree. They Ve- could. Yeah. Vegas has been playing well enough. I mean, they are eight and two in their last ten. They they've been on You're fire. Only three points out. Of the, three points so. out with a game in hand, and they also play each other. So obviously, that game where they play each other is is pinnacle. Like, that's March thirty first, second last game of the season. If Edmonton can go into Vegas and win that game, then they've. They're, they've set themselves up to be able to win that division, especially because they get to play Anaheim twice, they play San Jose, and they play the Ottawa Senators. I mean, there's five, uh, four games through the rest of your schedule that should be no-brainer wins. Right. You Tell that to those. the Maple Leafs. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about <laughs> L.A., right? You should be beating them, but L.A.'s just beating up everybody right now. I don't LA, know why. Every, yeah, uh, Regardless, though, to your point, I, I do think you know Edmonton's got a favorable schedule down the stretch where they can at least secure home ice for the first round, which is what you want if you're yeah. Edmonton. I, I think probably in terms of one and two in this division that we're it's going to stay the way that it is. I would agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, uh, the Central Division. Uh, not really, I'd, I'd say that in, as far as these three teams go, 
it's going to be these three teams when all is said and done in the tops of the Central Division. I don't see Nashville catching them. I think that's very unlikely. And I also don't see Winnipeg catching any of these teams. So I'm I'm looking at this and I'm going, all right, well, Dallas has locked up the three, the, the three slot. Uh, I think that they're, even though they're on a three-game losing streak, I think they're going to find their way here through the last 10, 12 games, 13 games, and they'll, they'll find their way in here. It's a matter of Colorado and St. Louis. Who takes that division crown? Who pulls Dallas in the first round? And who is likely the team that gets to play maybe Vancouver, maybe Winnipeg, maybe Nashville? Yeah, I, I do think I, I would have to disagree. I do think Dallas is in some danger, right? You look at the way they played over the last 10. Again, talking about the three losses in a row, I haven't been you know, very impressed with them lately. They they just can't seem to score some goals. I mean, Rupe Hintz, you talk about that last game where he scored that 4-1 to one goal after you know being down in the third period there, 4 to nothing, and he looked like that was his first goal of the season. I mean, that's just how strapped for goals this team is team is I think and so um, I think unless they can kind of figure out how to score a few more goals they could potentially slip to a team like Winnipeg who in my opinion is going to make a, a good run at this and uh, maybe could challenge him for the three spot but regardless I I do think Dallas ultimately figures out how to stay afloat and gets in the playoffs but whether or not they stay in the wild card or three is a different story but when you talk about the two teams at the top Colorado and St. Louis I think St. Louis is just feeling blessed right now because McDavid or Mc, McKinnon I'm hearing is out right. for one to two out weeks for a week or two. Yeah. And you look at the injuries this team has, right? Granted, I keep hearing that guys are skating guys, maybe Rantanen coming back is out and Kadri, Rantanen, Colin Wilson, Culvert, you know, they are going to be interesting when they get everyone back, right? That's the thing. So when they get healthy, come playoff time. Great. It's, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be lookout. Colorado could make some, some real noise, but you know, when you talk about finishing in the, the division here, I think St. Louis is probably going to lock that up. Um, they've been playing well their last 10. And I mean, Colorado's been playing pretty good too, uh, you know, even with the injuries. But ultimately, I do think, you know, Mc, you know, McKinnon, who is, in my opinion, a top three heart trophy candidate right now, is probably going to be very missed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's probably your heart trophy winner. I mean, he has the, he is what, like 80, 85 points, something like that. He's, he's got by far the most points on that team, 91 or Oh, two. absolutely. Uh, the next highest, I think, is, is uh McCarr and he's got 45 points <laughs> like no one no one's it's close like taylor to hall a couple years ago yes, right he's done it yeah he's done it by 93 himself. and then 47 points that's crazy that's crazy a huge gap i mean rantland probably would be up it, there right. but he's been and so would landis cog yeah they've been they both been hurt uh i will i'll backtrack to dallas and say the reason i think they are going to remain in that three spot they play san jose arizona la twice chicago Anaheim, and then I think San Jose one more time. So, I mean, you've got some games against some bad teams, and Dallas has at least played those teams well for the most part. So, I well, mean, good for them. LA might, <laughs> might go and, and beat everybody here through the end. And, and well, Luckily, they got to play Winnipeg and Vancouver at home, so that could maybe work out in their advantage. But there you go. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, okay, so you're one, two, three in the Central. Yeah. Prediction I, at this point with 13 games left to go. Yeah, I think St. Louis, Colorado, and then, boy, I, I would say Dallas right now, but, you know, who knows? No, I, it sounds like you don't want them there. I kind of want Winnipeg to get up there because I would I love to Winnipeg. see Colorado and Winnipeg Colorado. in that first round. I think that would be fantastic. And Dallas, you know, again, they're going to they're gonna try to play that 2-1, to one, you know, one nothing kind of hockey come playoff time, 
And Colorado's not about that. They're about fast. Let's score a lot of goals. And yeah, wouldn't it be fun to see the like total offensive minded team? Although, I mean, it's not like Colorado's letting in a ton of goals or anything. Like, no, they've been getting good goaltending. Absolutely. But you know, it would, I think it would be a lot more fun to watch Winnipeg and Colorado try to outscore each other. And then also have a couple decent, you know, goaltenders back there. So yeah, it would be yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's our Western conference. I I've, Oh, for, uh, for the record, I'm going St. Louis, Colorado, Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go Eastern Conference. And in the Eastern Conference, I think we'll make the cutoff the Florida Panthers, uh, Montreal, uh, Buffalo, despite, you know, acquiring the great Wayne Simmons at the day, at the trade deadline. It really that hurts. Has, uh, <laughs> hasn't helped them much as they are three and seven in their last 10. Uh, at this point, the Florida Panthers still hanging on by a thread. They are what three points back in the Maple Leafs with a game in hand. They're also three points back of the Columbus Blue Jackets with a game in hand. So it is possible for the Florida Panthers to make the playoffs. They are going to have to jump. I mean, really, they only have to get it get jump one team because the Leafs are are there are ripe for the picking. Uh, but also, if they want to get a wild card, they have to jump three teams. So they have two paths to the playoffs. How do you see this playing out for the Florida Panthers? I don't see it playing out well at all for yeah. them, to be quite honest. I mean, you're starting to see them miss, you know, Vincent Trocheck, even though he wasn't producing at his his 40 gold pace. But um, you know that depth scoring is has been okay. They've gotten guys like Brett Connolly and Nolachari producing, but. That second and top line, you know, Barkoff and Huberto have been relatively quiet as of late, and this is why they slip. And and then if you look at the back end, Bobrovsky's been, you know, terrible this year, and they don't have anybody behind him really that can hold down the fort when he was playing pretty bad. I mean, Bobrovsky's finally up to a 900 save percentage for the season. Hey! But, <laughs> right. Tip of the cap to that man, but that's not going to do it, right? And you got to think with, with all the, you know, the wheeling and dealing and, uh, the money they spent on a goaltender like that, you know, I would just look, and especially when you look at the team right in front of them, you know, the New York Rangers. I think what they're doing, well, this, this is, is going to make it look pretty bad. This is my issue with the Florida Panthers: is that every time they've had the opportunity to either separate themselves, usually from the Maple Leafs, but other other wild card teams, or put themselves back into a position where they might have an opportunity to get into a wild card spot, they lose that game. So let's look at their upcoming schedule this month. I mean, first off, they're taking on the Dallas Stars on Thursday this week on the 12th. Uh, so the da- that's going to be a tough game for the Panthers to beat the Dallas Stars. Especially when they're not scoring goals, right? Dallas is keeping them out of the net. Yep, and- yep. Uh, New Jersey, Detroit is their next two. So two should win games. And you know what? They probably will. They'll probably win those games. Then you got to take on Winnipeg, who's fighting for their life. Then you then you get your nice uh, Buffalo Sabers game, so that should be a should be a cakewalk. Should be. Uh, then you're going to take on St. Louis, and then the 23rd pretty much is going to be the like your season rides on this game. They play the Maple Leafs. Game. Absolutely, that's a make it or break a game because I think at that point in Toronto, you know, yeah, only being a few points behind Toronto right now, and I think you know with some winnable games, they could be right there. You know, just within an arm's reach of Toronto, right? And then Toronto, in my opinion, is probably because they got to go to Toronto. 
And Toronto's playing pretty good right now. Uh, I don't think it's going to go so well for Florida. Yeah, and Toronto just got Morgan Riley back last yeah, night. and they look pretty good with they, him. They were able to beat Tampa Bay again. They, they just seem to play well against, you know, the Leafs, they can't beat L.A., they can't beat Anaheim, they can't beat San Jose, and the, but they could beat Tampa <laughs> Bay. They could beat Tampa Bay. Uh, also, last, last few games of the season for the Panthers, they're going to have to play Boston. Then a Rangers team on the 30th of March, which at that point, it's likely that that's a pretty big game for both those teams. Right. Uh, you get a freebie with against Ottawa on the second, and then you have to play the Washington Capitals in your last game of the year. Yeah, and I honestly think teams like Ottawa, they're looking to play spoiler, right? Sure. They sure. want to go out there yeah, and say, screw you guys. Why not? I, now, I will say, like, the Florida Panthers, they do have a, what I would what I would call, it's it's a favorable schedule. Like, you can't beat getting to play Ottawa twice, Buffalo, New Jersey, Detroit. Like Detroit is as free of a win as you can get right now. Should Even be. though Detroit beats Tampa Bay. I don't know how. <laughs> but, I mean, when you compare the the Panthers' schedule to the Leafs' schedule, you know, I, I look at the Leafs' schedule. They play Nashville, Boston, the Islanders, the Blue Jackets, the Lightning, the Hurricanes, the Capitals, and then they... You know, of course, they get the freebie against the Wings and then the the Montreal Canadiens, but they have they have to play a lot of tough teams down the stretch. Yeah, so that could be where there's enough room for the Panthers to squeak in. But it, it really, it's all going to come down to that twenty third. If yeah, it's a four point game, right? You you create that can, gap big enough, yeah. and you could you could see Florida slip. I just I the Leafs seem to be getting their getting guys back, and that bodes well. They're getting <laughs> their mojo when back. you're getting your defenseman back. Yeah. That's that's huge. They were for a while playing a bunch of Marlies. So, uh, okay, we've spent a ton of time on the Florida Panthers. Let's move to the New York Rangers, who have the same amount of points as the Florida Panthers. Uh, they have no shot at catching the Penguins in the uh, in the Metropolitan top three. They are wild card or bust. They've got a game in hand on Columbus and Carol. Uh, Carolina has a game in hand on them, but they trail them all by three points. Any chance that this New York Rangers team comes out of nowhere and makes the playoffs? Yep. I want them in. I want them in that last wild card spot. I think they're going to jump the Islanders. I think they're going to jump Columbus. And they're going to catch. They're on fire right now. I love watching them play. And I'll tell you what. I, whether or not it's Sestorkin or you know even the King Henry Lundqvist gets to play in the playoffs, they're going to have some fun guys to watch in that net. And then you look at what's up front. Capo Caco. He's starting to get his his groove back a little bit here, which will be great for for the Rangers fans. But Zibanejad's been just a huge story for this team. He's looked just insanely good. Yes, uh, pretty much just bought me a first round buy in my fantasy playoffs. I picked him up halfway. Well, didn't pick him up, but uh, got him halfway through the season, and he just ran with it. Um, and you look at the teams like I, they would just be so much fun to watch in the playoffs. I think kind of like Vancouver. Right where they just they have exciting players, Panarin, right, Zabenejad. We talked about it, and they've got you know some exciting guys on the back end like Adam Fox, and so again, they would just be fun to have in there, fun to watch, and it would be great for their fans, much like Vancouver, where maybe they weren't expected to get in, but if they do and they go out in the first round, it's still a win-win because they get that experience for a lot sure. of those younger guys. Sure, uh, I'll tell you, they're not going to make the playoffs. Okay, and the reason is Colorado. Arizona, Calgary, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Columbus, Washington, Tampa Bay, Florida, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh. Some of the games that they have to play through. No, the I will agree. My, my brain does say that's going to be very tough for them. They, they have Absolutely. a couple 
you know, relative freebies. They get to play Buffalo. They uh, they get to play Chicago in their final game of the season. But there are some hard games, and it's not just that those teams are good teams. Like you have to play Pittsburgh three times the rest of the year. Yeah, that's crazy. These are teams that are all fighting for position. Like the, the Washington Capitals chance and the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, you're playing all three of these teams that are ahead of you in the division. It's it's going to be hard. Uh, if they make the playoffs, it is. It truly is. I would say, clo- probably even bigger of a turnaround than the St. Louis story last year. I know that the Rangers weren't in last place. Interesting, but this Rangers team really just—they weren't anywhere. They—they they weren't going to do anything, and they have—they would have turned it around. And then to go and win the games necessary down the stretch to make the playoffs and overcome—I mean, they're going to have to overcome the Islanders. The Blue Jackets, the Hurricanes, like it's not going to be easy down the stretch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. But again, my heart wants the Rangers in there. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. They definitely are more fun to watch than no offense, the New York Islanders, <laughs> uh, who are have two games in hand. Uh, I think probably more more likely to make the playoffs than the Blue Jackets, but still, uh, lots lots of games left to play. The Islanders, can they make the playoffs? Yeah, I I'm gonna say no. Honestly, I do think they fall out. I I just ultimately think they're kind of like Florida, right? Where they they've had some opportunities. You look at their last few games when they they played Ottawa, they played Montreal. They got beat by both these teams, where it should have been relatively easy wins for them, or should have been victories, right? They I mean, this is a team that's supposed to be, you know, keeping games very low scoring, and they they give up six goals to Montreal, right? They they lose to you know Boston four to nothing, which was expected. They get a point at least out of St. Louis, but and a point out of you know playing the Rangers. But they've had these opportunities, I think, you know, lately to 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 grab a lot more points, and they just they haven't done it, and they they have trouble scoring. So we'll we'll see. But ultimately, you know, luckily for them, they they do have Barry Trotz behind the bench, and I think that does bode well for a team that maybe starts to struggle down the stretch because he knows how to rally guys, he knows how to you know work guys around to to get the most out of them. And so maybe that, that works out for him and they get in, but I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to lose the faith a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Between the, okay. Well, all right. So you, you also have Columbus who's just ahead of them. Uh, to me, very similar position as the Islanders can't score a goal. Uh, has they, they both have great coaches who have coached up the team that they have in front of them. Yeah. And I very well could say if Columbus gets in, you could give, Tortorella, the you know the Jack Adams right now. In my opinion, I yeah. think he would be right up there with your you know one or two vote, and then he'll get fired next year, and then he'll get fired. That's always what happens to them. <laughs> okay, do we? I guess in terms of the wild card, who do you think's getting in? Because the only team we haven't talked about yet is the Carolina Hurricanes. To me, they're just too good to miss. Yeah, I they've think got too much depth, and and even going five four and one. You add a guy like Trocheck to your top six. You add uh, you add Brady Shea, who played a ton. He's been playing a ton of minutes. He's obviously getting adjusted to their system as well. Uh, and then adding in uh, Vatanen too. It's this team really saw a facelift at the deadline. I'm okay with going. Yeah, they need ten games to kind of figure this out. And a game against Detroit is a great place to do it. Yeah, it was a great start. <laughs> I mean, you look at so. Justin Williams, right? Their their quote unquote leader. 
in that locker room. He's he's scored in five straight games. He's starting to get his mojo back, right? And like much like Rob Bendermore behind the bench, once he gets his mojo going too, these guys all seem to follow suit. Yep. They got Mrazic back last night, right, to play Detroit, and that was a good game for him to come back to because you know he didn't have to worry about being shelled maybe against the Tampa or Boston team that could put up five or six on him. And so you you kind of get a little confidence back, like first game back, right? Get the rust off. And so actually having a quality goaltender behind you now. The guys in Columbia, or Carolina can say, great, we don't have to worry about giving up the odd man rush going the other way because, let's face it, you know, Anton Forsberg wasn't getting it done. No. So that only bodes well for them. And then, you know, maybe they get James Reimer back before the playoffs. I'm not sure what his status is. But either way, it's all it's all golden for them, and they're in, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that second wild card spot, you're picking the Rangers. I want the Rangers in there. I just do. I mean, it's it's a coin flip at this point between them and the Islanders, but I would love to just see the Rangers in there. Yeah, I... I just have a heart. I, I just don't think that the Rangers schedule bodes well for them. Uh, really, n- neither does the Islanders. Uh, I think that when you look down the stretch, uh, as much as it's not that I, you know, I don't have anything against the Blue Jackets or, you know, the the fan that listens to our podcast from them. Uh, I actually have no idea how many there. <laughs> uh, Love how you just say fan. You don't think that we have multiple people. In yeah. Listening. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, Columbus and the Rangers and the Island, like they're all going to play each other down the stretch here. Uh, I, I would agree that I'd love to see the Rangers in. Uh, I would also really like to see the Florida Panthers make the playoffs in a wild card spot. Not in spite of not to take it over you know, okay. away from, uh, from my team, the Leafs. But uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them somehow find their way into the wild card. Oh, man, it, this one is just so tight right now. Although I'm looking at it and saying the Rangers are three points back, and that puts them them at a big disadvantage. Like three points are hard to make up. We've seen it before how it seems like you're only three points back and you're forever three points back. I know. <laughs> I think it's Carolina, and I I think it's ultimately the New York Islanders squeaking. I think Barry Trotz has enough and and a, a ton of veteran leadership in that right. room to to where it's ultimately the Islanders. Uh, but there are some big games coming up so we'll we'll see what uh what happens there but that would be my pick uh let's go atlantic division why not let's talk about your leafs okay the leafs uh obviously not catching anyone ahead of them being 11 points back from the lightning no way and getting everyone back getting morgan riley getting yeah just everybody that has been hurt here over the last little while i think that they're pretty secure where they are and ultimately, they're going to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in round one. I think it's that's going to be a fun match. It's the one like I'm pretty darn sure. Okay, I wouldn't put my life on it or anything, but, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be an amazing first round. Absolutely, I, that's a seven game series oh, to me. What a oh, man! And and it's just the, I guess the travesty of the way that they do the divisions. You just kind of don't want to see those two teams go at it. Although, I think there is an argument to be made that Toronto really isn't that great they'll be fun but they'll probably like will they beat tampa bay in the playoffs i think it's unlikely of course i'll be rooting for it but well, I hey, just, they've I, got enough talent up front and they have a goaltender who can get hot and i think could potentially steal if, a series if so. anderson is hot there's no telling what the leafs can do absolutely if he's not it'll be a, a six game it'll be jack campbell in game four and oh, we'll gosh. see what happens oh gosh <laughs> uh yeah i mean the atlantic division is kind of this like it's been what it is. Like Boston's been ahead for forever, and Tampa Bay 
almost came back and caught them, and then Boston caught heat again, and Tampa has struggled and gone three six and one in their last. Stamkos leaves, and they they start to bomb a little bit. I wonder if there's been a team that has won a division but lost in, but not, not won in a shootout that year. Boston's zero and seven in the shootout. That's true. It's a it's a good question to. We'll, we'll yeah, have our for them, statistician to, dig that up. <laughs> yeah, later. luckily for them, they don't have to worry about that in the playoffs. The uh, I think we'll we'll skip past the Atlantic, assuming that those three teams are going to make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, everybody knows what they are and who they are. It's been sure. that way all year. I think the Metro is. I mean, the Philadelphia Flyers have come out of nowhere. They're nine and one in their last ten, but more importantly, I mean, twenty five six and four at home. They've been unbelievable. Carter Hart has only lost twice at home. Crazy. Uh, he may be your Vesna Trophy winner. You could give him. You could give him a, a, a tip of the cap. You know, a nod based there, on but. based on just like it's almost like he's been an MVP in a way. Like maybe not the best goalie in the league, but he's been so important to that that team. Uh, but Philadelphia, do they overtake the Washington Capitals for that top spot in the Metro? Boy, that's really tough. Like, <laughs> that's really tough to say. Washington I mean, hasn't been playing, uh, firing on all cylinders, which is typical for them down the stretch. That you know, they're they know they yeah. know that this is this is just the you know yeah whatever we're this is the appetizer whatever. we're gonna get in the playoffs and we're gonna go full ham on everybody. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, luckily for Philadelphia, they they do have to play some relatively easy teams a couple times. I mean, they've got yeah. Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, so that bodes well for them. But they've also got to play, you know, a few playoff teams here that, you know. So I don't know. Um, boy, that's a really tough question. I honestly would think, yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah, I think Philadelphia is going to ride this hot streak, and I think they're going to overtake Washington, um, although it's going to come down to, like, the last game or two of the season. But I think, honestly, you know, maybe they, they take first place in the Metro. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't play each other the rest of the year. They already had their uh, their final game about a, exactly a week ago. The Flyers won that one. Yeah, and I know people are going to be a little pissed off because a lot of people do want to see that Pittsburgh-Philadelphia first-round matchup, but the consolation prize of Washington-Pittsburgh first round is not so bad. It's, and then you get potentially... The it would be the first time they ever meet in the first round. That's very true, yeah. At, at least at least this iteration of these two teams. I don't know if they... Right. In the 80s or 90s or something. Well, definitely not in the 80s. We all know that the Penguins weren't <laughs> in the, didn't make the playoffs in the 80s. Um, hey Yeah, I'm... I really... I, I think I look at this and Washington has had several times over the last few years, same with Pittsburgh, where there was the it appeared that the two of them would play each other in the first round and whichever team could pull away said, we're not playing them in the first round and they just rip off. We want no part. They of go this. on a tear. And uh, I mean, that really is the key. That's the ticket. It's Washington. Do you want a rematch of the Carolina hurricanes or do you want to play the Pittsburgh penguins in round one, a team that you've beat once out of like five tries, or do you go Carolina who, actually destroyed you well beat you in game seven uh a team though that i think washington could beat i i do think that washington would be favorites against pittsburgh as well but yeah i think if you're philadelphia right you look at this i don't want to say you're maybe looking ahead to round two but by winning the division right you get to avoid you know playing pittsburgh in the first round but then also you get to look ahead to that second round and you could say okay if we have to play Washington or you know, Pittsburgh, whomever in the second round, we get to basically 
we're going to play a team that is beaten to crap because they're, th- those teams are going to play hard against each other. And so maybe that makes it a little bit easier for you because if you do have to play a team like Carolina or a team like the Islanders in the first round, it's not going to be as physically hard, you know, with both those teams. Yes, you're going to, you know, going to have maybe some high scoring games if you've got you to play just Carolina. Off every Carolina Hurricanes and New York Islanders fan, <laughs> it's not going to be that hard playing you, you bitches over there. It's easy. Physically, uh, now I do. I do think Carolina, though, if they do play Philadelphia in the first round, Carolina could make a, a really good play at that. And I think I, they do have a nice shot. I actually, I would probably pick them to win. I don't think I'd want to play Carolina in the first round. No, I don't. I wouldn't want to either. When it comes to the Flyers, I think home ice advantage is paramount in order to go on a long run. Absolutely. Look at their. I mean, they've lost six games in regulation at home. The only team with fewer losses at home in regulation, the Boston Bruins. With four, uh, but a f- I, I think that overall Philadelphia has they have the most home wins at twenty five, uh, and they they have another six games. Six of their last thirteen games are at home, so they could win thirty games at home. And if they can get home ice advantage, it's clear that it is truly an advantage for this team. Which which I think does speak to maybe a younger goalie being more comfortable in your home arena because they're only 16, 15 and three on the road. Really they're I mean, if you go just pure win loss, they're 16 and 18 on the road. Yeah. I'd like to see Carter Hart's save percentages and quality starts on the road versus at home. You know, mm-hmm. I wish there was a static somewhere I could pull that up, but well, there is, but we're not <laughs> going to take the time to look it up. Uh, okay. Ultimately one, two, three. Yeah. I'm going to go Philly, Washington, Pittsburgh. Okay. That would be a beauty first round. Uh, mm-hmm. As we move forward here with, uh, with 12, 13, 11 games left in the season. Uh, we'll, of course, keep abreast to everything there is to know about the standings. Uh, I think that as we move into the playoffs that we should start doing some deep dives on these teams. So I like it. We will uh, we'll grab a couple teams, do a big deep dive, and uh, we'll continue being with you as we figure out who's going to make the playoffs here. And just, what is it, like 20... 21 no maybe it's like 28 days until the playoffs something like that yeah hopefully they let fans in for those two but gosh what if <laughs> that would be horrible uh go away coronavirus don't don't do it i it doesn't sound like san jose is gonna have any uh any fans at their games no do you hear what riley smith said no oh my gosh it was hilarious so i guess florida is doing the same thing where like they only non-essential or non you know non-essential personnel are not allowed in the stadium you know they're gonna basically have no fans in the stands and so they were asking him you know what it's like and he's like oh well you know i played in florida for so long we you know i know what it's like to not play in front of any fans so oh my he just like ripped them apart wow <laughs> nice i love it well uh on that note to the florida panther fan the columbus blue jacket fan we love you keep listening bring more of your friends to the show and uh, you can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. And we will talk to you very soon. Enjoy your week. Bye.